Aloha, mud babies, pod people, and inhabitants of the planet Earth. It is I, your tiki leader, Steve Mudflap McGrew, back for another episode of Remasculate. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. I so appreciate it. I know it's been a while since I uh, did the last one, and I've been out working cruise ships. I'm doing stand-up, guys. I'm not on radio anymore. I know most of y'all know that, but some of you guys that are new to the show, uh, new listeners, uh, I want to say thank you anyway, but yeah, I used to be on uh, radio, country radio for several years doing a morning show in Denver, and I went back to doing stand-up because I just cannot stand new country music. I can't stand it. It's horrible. Anyway, so uh, I've been out working, doing stand-up. I just got off a cruise ship that went from uh, St. Kitts to Miami. Oh, it's beautiful. I love working cruise ships. Uh, Food is good. It's like uh, it's like you're being on on a paid vacation. That's a lot what it's like. And I don't know if you guys do cruise ships or if you've been on a cruise. You should. In this day and age. It's no longer the love boat. People always think about cruises. You know, it's, oh, I remember watching the love boat. No, that thing only held like 900 people. Did you know that? That ship, even though it seemed very big at the time, was like 900 people, I heard. The ship that I just came off of, the uh, the Allure, it holds, I think there's 6,000 people on the whole ship with people and the crew and all that. I mean, there's, there's so much to do. It is a floating Las Vegas hotel and casino. That's basically what, what cruises have become. There's specialty restaurants. There's theaters. There's comedy clubs. There's an ice skating rink. Uh, just uh, hard to just name it. They're on ships now. They're, the whole fifth floor is like a mall with with shops and, and eateries and ice cream places and cupcakes and Starbucks. It's, it's amazing. But But anyway, that's not why we're here today. We are here today because... I have got back on the show, and I'm so happy, Benton Blunt is here again. Benton Blunt. You guys have heard him on here before. Uh, he was on uh, America's Got Talent. Should have won the thing. I don't know what, what went wrong, but he should have won it, and I think uh, he's one of the, the best uh, new musicians out there. And we talk about this uh, later on in the show how he basically uh, is an overnight success after uh, several years in the business. But that's the way everybody feels, even in stand-up. Years ago when I've been doing it for probably 14 or 16 years and I got signed to do a TV show and you're like, whoa, overnight success. No, it took, you know, long time to get here. But let's not waste any more time. Let's get right to the podcast. Let me uh, let me hit the button and we're going to pick up right where I start trying to Skype in to Benton. Hello. Hello. What's up, brother? What's going on? I'm uh, just trying to trying to work with all this crazy crazy new recording stuff I got and make it work right. Some Trying to make sure this let my levels aren't like out of this world on your end. Does it sound weird on your no, end? No, they sounds great on my end. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, it sounds uh, re- really good. Sweet. Is this I the same a, stuff you're using on your uh, your live podcast broadcast thing you're you're doing? Yeah, it's a uh, well. I'm. I just. I was. I was downloading that that thing called uh, like Audio Hijack. I think it's called. They're starting that people are using, and you can. Uh, I think I might have said something to you about that one yeah um and they have a full version of it but i haven't got it 
put together yet. So I've realized that I can run everything through my Apollo twin that, that I track on my vocals with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it has a soundboard on it. I didn't put anything on it tonight, but I can add, I mean, I can like add effects. I can bring in, uh, tracks from YouTube. Like I could do my own countdown if I wanted to. Oh, very and, nice. And this yeah, is all on nice. that, uh, it's called audio hijack. Yeah. Well, Audio Hijack, you can do all that on Audio Hijack, and it's literally just like drag and drop. If you uh, you can move it over and just you can you can sync it all up, and just, it's it's you just move stuff around where you want the audio. And I, I just watched a couple YouTube videos on it, and I was sold because it's it's kind of a, a cheating way to have a full production company right there on your screen. Well, very cool. I'm gonna have to definitely yeah. check into. Now, that's not the same one that was on the phone that I. No, that that app that I did. Yeah, I mean it. Yeah, it was a. That's a great one for on the road. Maybe like if you're having to use your phone, I think. Um, but that one, they they control everything on their side, so there's no way to really get you know really get a good sound. Yeah, to what, record. What was the name of that? That was a Zcast. Zcast. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Are you still doing that? Because I haven't. Uh, I've, I've missed. If you've done it, I've missed any alerts. No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't do. I didn't do that. I just did it that one time to kind of try it out again and see because I like the fact that they have all the the uh, they have all the ways to uh, put that on uh, iTunes for you. Right, right. But you know it it doesn't really uh, it doesn't help if the audio sounds really bad. So I'm I think this audio hijack seems to be the way that most people are. Most people are doing it. Well, cool. Well, I'm glad to have you back on the show tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. I love love talking to uh, good people, so you're good people. Well, gracias, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad that you have been uh, liking and sharing some of my uh, my Facebook posts. Oh, yeah. They're great. That's what uh, I mean. I, I knew that you had worked in radio in the past, so I think we probably knew some of the same people, but those videos were what what kind of <laughs> kind of hooked me in. I, I was looking forward to every day seeing what you're going to post. Oh, nice. Nice. And your your yeah. post, your Facebook posts, seriously, are, you know, they've always been good, but they're getting funnier and funnier. <laughs> well, I think I think you're mentoring me without even knowing it. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. That, that the thing about the soy milk today, I actually laughed when I read it. I was sitting in a parking oh lot gosh. of a Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a. Uh, I don't know what happened when I turned whatever age it was past thirty. It was. I don't know exactly what number it was, but there was some point in time when uh, dairy was just not the. It just made me feel bad. It wasn't like a weird thing, like I broke out in hives. I just didn't feel that great. It's like eating a pound of fudge. So I tried to. Uh, Switch it up, and now apparently I'm going to start getting boobs. So that's, that's right. Great. You're going to get boobs now, man boobs, because soy mm-hmm. increases your estrogen. <laughs> that's what I heard. I mean, I mean, my voice is already deep, so maybe it <laughs> needs to come up a little bit anyway. It might be my secret. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, maybe you might want to just switch to cold-pressed almond milk. That's what somebody said. I tried almond milk one time, but it tastes like I was drinking, like, a tree. <laughs> I don't, and maybe I was just drinking the wrong thing. I don't know. I'm yeah. not used to this whole fruity, fruity way of drinking special stuff. It should be just milk. Just drink milk. But you know what? Here's what I started to say when you when you said that. Because uh, you know, there's people that can drink almond milk and they will never notice any di- difference in taste at all. And there's the mm-hmm. people that drink diet coke and they swear there's no aftertaste. You know what I mean? Oh. And there's people oh, yeah. that use the you know. Uh, uh, 
fake sugar and go, oh, this is amazing. It's better than sugar. <laughs> I, I'm amazed by everybody's taste buds that can't tell when stuff really tastes like shit. Yeah, and I, I, I think I have like an iron stomach too, so uh-huh. I, I think I, I, I can't tell the difference between some things as much like my wife. If I give her a, a diet Dr Pepper with uh, this not caffeine free, she she knows it just by smelling it. It's it's the strangest thing in the world. I don't, I don't get how anybody could tell before they yeah. actually drank it. Yeah. Now. That's one of those things. I, my, my mom was always one of those that would we'd be out to to eat at a restaurant, and she would take a bite of something and say, "Oh, like this would be really easy to make. There's a little hint of oregano. There's a little bit of you know a dash of salt and this and this." And I'm thinking, your mouth is like a crime lab. You know what I mean? How do you how do you break down the elements? Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't I don't I don't know. I think everybody's made so different. That's why I don't get when. A new allergy comes out. They try to like tell everybody they probably have it and they shouldn't eat that particular thing. Like, when was gluten ever an allergy? Right. And when was gluten ever anything? Yeah, I don't even know what that. I still don't even know exactly what that means. Just when when somebody says gluten, I know they're basically saying they're on a no carb diet. Every time somebody says I, I I can't have gluten, and I I respond with, Did your doctor tell you that? Yeah, because so many exactly. people just go, oh yeah, I can't have gluten. Really? Yeah. Did your yeah. did they run a test, or have you just fallen in lockstep with the rest of these people? <laughs> and that's usually the that that what you just said is uh-huh. exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember, you know, kids now. I even hear kids go, I'm not, I can't have gluten. Remember when kids were scared of real things? I mean, like exactly. honestly, God, real things like the like the boogeyman in the trees behind the house. Yeah, yeah, you can't have gluten, but you just ate a toy in the yeah. yard. <laughs> I can't have gluten, but I shoved a lima bean up my nose. <laughs> exactly, and it's still there. Yeah. <laughs> so, do your kids have any? Uh, uh, I'm doing hand signs. Allergies? <laughs> no, um, they they don't. Um, you know, ho- hopefully they won't. Uh, I don't. I don't know of the only thing I've ever been allergic to is like that. It's cinnamon, but it's not even cinnamon like a cinnamon roll. It's like if I eat a piece of big red gum, for some reason that that kind of f- fake cinnamon or uh-huh. whatever it is is a, uh, it doesn't agree with my mouth too well. Oh, so you can't have Fireball? Ex- well, <laughs> I'm not supposed to. I just tell myself it's real cinnamon, and <laughs> that makes it all better. Oh, I I was on a plane the other day. And they actually the it was Southwest, and they came on the and did the. We will not be serving peanuts today. We have been alerted there is a person with a peanut allergy on board. So <laughs> yeah. one person screwed it up for the rest of us. Oh yeah, I, I was on a plane. Uh, it was one of those big planes. We were flying from L.A. to New York, a direct flight the whole way, um, and. The entire plane. This was a gigantic plane, like three seats in the middle, three on each side or two on each side or something. And it was no no peanuts could be in any part of the cabin because this person was like deadly allergic. And when did that happen? I mean, I don't remember that any kids when I was a kid having peanut allergy. I mean, everything was a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That was the staple of a child. Yeah, I don't either. I actually, I was in college the first time I ever heard of it, and it was it was like somebody back close to where I grew up. It was like a kid 
that they didn't even know he had it. It's like it just happened one day, and he was in the lunchroom, and it hit him, and they barely got him to the hospital on time. It, that's pretty pretty crazy that a peanut would cause that. Yeah, yeah. Now, it, the peanut allergy has, has come on. There are the, all these other things that sort of come on. Like you keep hearing about more and more autism and things like that. Mm-hmm. I always wonder why people don't want to attack the causes of things that are causing the increase. You know what I mean? It's it's like well, obviously things are causing – if there is more peanut allergies and there is more of the other things, why don't we go, we really need to stop whatever is increasing this? But you don't ever hear that. It's always like, we need to do something about this. You know, no peanuts on the plane. Well, find out well, how to always, stop it. Yeah. I always look at it like uh, – Kind of like several other things that I I view from politics to music. It's one of those illusions where we we already kind of know what the the cause is, but they have somehow uh, hypnotized us into not talking about it because Uh it takes money away from a big business or a government or somebody that's trying to sell you stuff like cigarettes and all that good stuff. The amount of money they spend on anti-propaganda is pretty funny. Yeah, I— I've read several times, and I'm sure you've seen it too, where people say, you know, they have the cure for cancer. They're just not releasing it. Uh-huh. Do you, do you believe that? Are you- oh, yeah. I am probably one of the uh, biggest, not conspiracy nuts, but I am, I'm, I've always been big into uh, conspiracy theory stuff. And Me that's, too. Uh, yeah, that's Me something too. I've always, always thought, uh, even, even down to an article I read the other day about this, uh, this plant or fruit or something in uh, Australia uh-huh. that uh, they're they're once they're extracting this particular thing, it is completely like eradicating cancer. But of course, now it's like on uh, magically it became on the endangered species list, and you can't, can't process it and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. I always wonder about you know, and used to hear the stories about you know s- s- some redneck from the the hills that has driven down out of the mountain on a car uh, powered by uh, deer antlers. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he's, it's powdered deer antlers. I grind them up and, and then you never oh, hear, yeah. then you never hear from him again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. there is those stories. Oh, I know. And it's, it's, it's a, it's a scary thing when you start diving into it. It's like, and I, I've been looking at that stuff my whole life and it's, once you realize how many people have uh, um, just randomly went missing after they come out with one of these big revelations, just like the the car um, the car engine that I think it's Ford has one one of the big car companies has a prototype of an engine that gets like ninety five miles to the gallon, and it's it's a big like a you know, it's like a V six or yeah, V eight yeah. big engine yeah, and they have it under lock and key because they know the second that prototype gets out their their sales just go down the toilet yeah yeah now, so, I, and i think a lot of stuff uh if you look back at like shows like uh, this is a weird you got to follow this train of thought if you look at shows like andy griffith and remember emmett's fix it shop mm-hmm. you know people brought things in to get fixed and things were designed to last for longer I think now there's so much uh, things that are designed obsolescence that they're designed to break down. So you have to spend money and keep going. And I find that very annoying. You know, I mean, it's like, 
well, your your twelve dollar toaster broke, so just buy another twelve dollar toaster. Oh yeah, that's that's why it, it. And I hate electronics because of that because they're so smart now. They can put something in your computer to where it's not going to work for more than five years or ten years. Yeah, it's programmed it, to just shut down. Yeah, just gradually have just the slightest little failure of this thing and that thing, and next thing you know, it's it fr- freezes up. I have a computer sitting behind me right now in the closet that looks brand new. It's immaculate, and I took care of it. I was living in Nashville, Tennessee, and that's what I recorded with. All my songs were on there, and I took extra good care of this computer, and sure enough, I noticed just gradually it started getting slower. I knew it was getting full of stuff, but before I could do anything, and I think I had it for six years, it crashed, and... So now it's sitting in my closet in the hopes that one day some amazing person is <laughs> going to be able to extract all that information out of my computer. Well, I'm the same way. In in my basement, I have uh, two laptops and two big giant home computers. One is from one is from '96, so you know oh, wow. it's, it's got the it has the little floppy drives and everything, but mm-hmm. it still boots, and so I I have stuff on it. You know, I don't know what's on it anymore, but I know it, there's stuff. Right. And I think a lot of times people just hold on because you don't want to get rid of a computer that that's got like your life stuff on it. Oh, I have. I'm telling you, I have. Uh, that's when I had this computer when right before they nailed Napster to the wall. So oh, yeah. everybody had access to all, you know, just so much music. And I had just beyond that, just music I had purchased and bought. I mean, I could I couldn't even start to tell you how many how many songs of, and albums are on that computer right now. Yeah, I mean, there's there's thousands of dollars in that machine that doesn't turn on right now. <laughs> <laughs> kind of depressing when I think about it. Yeah, well, you know, Napster I think was was good and bad at the same time. I mm-hmm. loved Napster because I was getting music and I was getting movies. And at the same time, I think it almost trained people that stealing is okay, in a, yeah. in a way. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, well, what's wrong with it? The, the record companies make all that money. But then you realize, well, oh, no, the artists are getting screwed. Well, and it's kind of like you know Spotify, and uh, they kind of followed suit you know, recently because all these new Spotify and Apple Music and Google Play or whatever, all that – all yeah. that streaming service. It's the same thing. It's just that the way they've got around it is like, but we're paying the artist. It's like, yeah, you're paying the artist. I had a million a million streams of this song, and I get a whopping like $10. I appreciate that. Oh, so it's not so even it's, like a penny a play at least. No, it's it's like a point zero 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 one, if even that. It's, it's really small. It's been a big issue with a lot of artists, and that's why Garth Brooks never put a lot of his stuff up on there because he's like, I'm not going to give this company my money. Yeah. So, you know, it's great for, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still a new artist and I'm, you know, I'm just a new artist that's been playing music for 16 years, but <laughs> you're an overnight uh, success. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I'm telling you, that needs to be the title of the album. Overnight uh, success. Exactly. Um, but it, you know, it, it's, it's great for somebody like me that they're not playing me on the radio. I can I can somehow get my music in front of people, but for somebody that's already established, it's like why would you why would you send your fan base through another company and give them the money when you could make it yourself? Yeah. Now, uh, why aren't they playing you on the radio? What what is the hold? What who do you need to fire? <laughs> well, 
Uh, I don't know if I need to fire anybody. Uh, I don't think I have the power to fire the people I would need to fire. (laughs) Um, It's one of those, uh, I, I go back and forth on, I wish somebody would just write a book about it and get it out in the open. But as long as you're trying to make it in the business, it's hard to really just talk about all of it. But there's such a political, uh, such a political order that you have to go through, especially in country music, to to be in that group of people. And that's why if you're in South Carolina and you listen to the big radio station here, you're going to hear these 10 songs. And if you come all the way over to California and you go to that same station under that company, you'll hear the same 10 songs probably in the same order. Exactly. And that should tell you plenty yeah. how it works. So. I, I had that argument uh, when I was on the air here in Denver. We, mm-hmm. They would say, you, you know, here's your playlist that was coming out of, you know, New York City or whatever. I think it was, right. you know, the, 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 comp, the main office. And they would say, this song is doing great in Charlotte. <laughs> well, we're, we're, we're not Charlotte. Yeah. You know, they don't seem to understand regional music. It's seriously. Why do you think Texas Red Dirt does so well? Yep, it, and that's – yeah, that's exactly it. it and it's uh, it's funny because, you know, um, obviously there used to be payola and that, that whole issue and they went to court and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I, I personally think that it's still around. It's just in a different form. I, I, I won't go into detail any more than that. Oh, but. no, I agree. I, I think in the days of uh, they handed you an album and there was a $100 bill and a gram of Coke in the album, those days are gone. <laughs> right. But they're still getting you that $100 bill and your Coke. Oh, I have so many. I have stories that I just can't bring myself to tell yet because I feel like – I feel like I'm already kind of blacklisted in Nashville because I was on a label. And for whatever reason in that town, if you're on a label, even if it's not your fault and uh-huh. the label closes, you're it's like you have the scarlet letter on you. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So I, I feel like I'm already on that list. So and I'm saving these stories for after I'm either off the list and have done well for myself or when I decide to not care if I'm on the list at all. Well, come on, just go ahead and be the new uh, new Willie Nelson and just flip <laughs> off Nashville and, and just make whatever, uh, pick a city and make that your new Nashville. Exactly. Well, and then, you know, that's kind of what I'm doing. Um, and I, I love Nashville. There, I have tons of friends that are there working there at labels and radio stations and publishing companies and artists and all that stuff. And, and, and I'm never opposed to, to doing that, that thing too. But I've also seen how cool it is to watch some of these artists who don't necessarily go that route, at least first. Um, some of them don't go it at all. Yeah. And they just build a fan base. You know, if my fan base helps me take care of my family and change diapers and, you know, pay for the mortgage, I, I'm not really, I'm not concerned about walking up on stage to hold a plastic award that I have to give back at the end of the night when I walk off stage anyway. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I, I've had people, you know, go, oh, you keep posting like this or you keep talking like this or you make, you know, those videos. Mm-hmm. There's going to be clubs that aren't hiring you. And I go, oh, you mean I'm not going to work the clubs? I'm already not working. <laughs> you, you know, I, uh, right. I, I've come to the happy, happy conclusion that I'm working and I'm paying my bills and mm-hmm. that's really all that matters. Oh, yeah. It, yeah it, 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 I'm, at, I'm at the age now where that's all I really – all I really look at when I was younger, you know, I looked at I looked at it like every other. Yeah, I gotta be a star. It's like whatever I have to do, I'll I'll clean floors. Yeah, I'll, I'll wear skinny jeans. Whatever you want, I'll meet the I'll devil wear. at the crossroads. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> but you know, now you know, I I did a cruise the other day. I don't know if you saw my Facebook. Yeah, I saw that. You're on a cruise all the time. Yeah, I'm working a lot. But I did the. I was on a cruise. It, was, it ended up being a country cruise, and I didn't even know it. It was mm-hmm. Larry's Country Diner cruise, and uh, it was Mark Wilkes and. Uh, uh, let me see. Uh, Daryl Singletary. Uh, oh yeah. Whispering Bill Anderson, Jeannie Seeley, uh, Gene Watson, and wow, so it, like real, real country, music. real, real country, and and I was I was at the at this concert, and it was uh, Rhonda Vincent singing a duet with Daryl Singletary. And I got goosebumps. I seriously, I mean, I haven't had that in a long time where you, it just comes over you. Like they, they hit a note in a song and it just gave me goosebumps. And I thought, God, why, why is that missing from country music now? Why, uh, it, why is well, it that feeling there anymore? Well, it's, uh, I, I, I equate it to what I'm doing with this new album that I'm working on in, in LA right now. And uh, the, so- the songs sound uh, incredible, better than anything that I ever thought I would have my my vocal on. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't sound like Nashville, and I don't mean that in a a bad way. I just mean it like right now, you have the same players playing in the same studios, playing to the same chord progression, basically singing about the same thing because they know that they're trying to catch this pop audience while it's still hot. Yeah. And um, this producer in LA said, do you want to make music that's going to make you money real quick? Or do you want to make music that, uh, people are going to remember forever? And I said, well, I mean, that's, it's kind of a hard thing not to think about when you got a family and paying bills, but I definitely would like to wrap the latter if, if I could possibly do it and still make everything work. So that's, we, we made a record that we want to, that I, you know, I want to actually want, want to listen to myself later rather than, I can't believe I just wrote another tailgate tan line song i don't want to hear that <laughs> so slide up in my truck girl we're going to a bonfire <laughs> heading down this dirt road you're my only desire okay oh dude, that's it right there Mm-hmm. i can i'll send you the chord progression you sing it and we'll split the royalties <laughs> yeah let's do it i, I i've <laughs> i've got enough uh garage band on my computer to put out a a, a country rap album Oh, you you definitely could do it on GarageBand. Just gotta, That's another funny thing is how much how easy it is for you know when we tracked in L.A. We tracked in just in Dave Grohl's studio in this gigantic tracking room, like the way that it that it feels like it's supposed to be done. And now you sometimes you don't even go into some of the Nashville studios till the song's done. You just go in to sing it. You're like, oh, this this isn't quite what I thought it was going to be like. Yeah, I like the the old days when they just hung a microphone from the ceiling and the band played all around it. Oh yeah, that Buddy Holly yeah. thing, you know. Yeah, I heard a uh, my first producer played me, uh, and I'm trying to think of exactly. I think it was Al Green played me one of his first records, but they had it split. They had the all the tracks separated somehow, and you could solo them and listen to them. And when you'd solo Al Green's mic, you could hear him like shuffling his feet and dancing in the in the tracking room. Nice. Stuff that you can't do anymore because there's so much auto-tune, they got to chop it up. Yeah, yeah. It's every, like every line is... <laughs> every syllable sometimes. <laughs> well, let's let's get to uh, 
let's get to the the rants that I know that you would love to do tonight. Because the last time I had you on, we were uh-huh. like, you know, next time you're on, you just got to go full blown Benton. You're just gonna have yeah. to just what what's bugging you, and what are you un unhappy about right now? Oh man, well, since the last time we talked, I'm not as I'm not as frustrated as I was for obvious reasons. We we don't have to deal with a president that's not doing anything for us. And now I'm frustrated because people are mad because we have a president that's doing something for us. So it's my frustration has shifted, I think, towards people. <laughs> and rightfully so. The the <laughs> the ignorance of people is staggering. Like I, I was reading Facebook before I uh, – got on with you and people saying thank god you know trump got stopped thank god for the appeals court thank you the constitution is you know like you guys don't even know what what what's going on you know it's it he was you don't want america safer i don't understand that you don't want to have uh just a temporary halt quit saying ban damn it oh exactly you know you know what i started comparing it to i was watching the super bowl and, uh, you know, there's the diehard, uh, there's obviously the diehard fans for each team, yeah. but, but it's become this weird climate in politics where it's basically like a sports sporting event. It's not like what it used to be when it's more about, you know, it still was to a point, but it was still more about policy and what people are actually going to do. Yeah. And now it's like, I'm a Redskins fan. So anybody else, I hate you. And it's, that's, that's essentially what happened in this election. There were people that hated Donald Trump because he was doing well and it doesn't matter what he does now he could he could give everybody a block of gold in the country oh yeah people people would still be like well he didn't give me two yeah or you know that wasn't his gold to give away yeah yeah it's <laughs> that's such what a I, racist I, thing I posted, that she gave me a block I of gold posted on my Facebook he could cure breast cancer and they would complain <laughs> that they put Susan G Goldman out of business oh absolutely I I, I don't doubt for a second after watching uh, some of the stuff take place like uh, you know I, I don't know how how fast we go through these things because there's a lot of stuff that's been on TV lately but um, and I don't know how you say his last name so I'm not gonna screw it up but Milo oh Milo yeah. Yiannopoulos right yeah so you have a you have a, a a gay Jewish man who's dating a black guy yeah who who goes to Berkeley to give a a speech on free speech essentially yeah. And just because it's not the view views of the majority of the college, you just have total anarchy break out. Right. It, at, at a college that was the home of free speech. Oh, yeah. That was the original – the protests for free speech were happened at, at Berkeley back then. And, well, and, and, yeah, and yeah, yeah, and now they're like, he's he's homophobic. He's racist. He's <laughs> – yeah. I'm like, do, do you actually know who you're talking about? Uh huh. That I remember. I was watching. I was watching it happen, and uh, there was an MMA fighter. His name's Jake Shields, and he was actually there. I don't know if he was there, what like to, to for the event, or if he just happened to be in the area, if he lived there or something. Yeah. But um, he saw like twenty guys jumping on this one dude and just beating the crap out of him. So of course, I mean he he was not going to sit there and let that happen. He jumped in and you know, started throwing dudes off. And once they realized it was a, like an MMA fighter, all these dudes with these bandanas on their face, they're uh-huh. all like a, a buck, if even that, <laughs> maybe maybe 115 pounds. So they they obviously stopped what they were doing. Uh-huh. And they realized it was him. They go up and talk to him. They're like, man, we're here we're trying to shut down this, this Nazi. 
And and Jake Shields just looked around like really stupidly. He was like, "You mean the Jewish guy?" <laughs> yeah. And and the guy's like, and you can see the dude even when you can't see his face, you can see his eyes. He was like, "Oh, it's like it took him right then. He was been beating people with sticks all day." Yeah. Oh, and if, he just realized if if you I, I got onto to Milo a, a while back. I mean, it's been over a year or so ago, and. uh to watch some of his his speeches where they would mm-hmm. like bring him in like Cleopatra, you know, and a oh, yeah. and a thing on yeah. their shoulders, and he, you're like, how can you not see that this guy is, you know, he's he's a little light. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's the, the funny part about the whole thing is that he is he's everything that the the left are saying that the right needs to be tolerant of minus the fact that he believes in the conservative part of the government. Yeah. He believes in actually like right and wrong and that kind of right. Deal. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's funny that the people that there, there's people that are calling the, the right racist and yeah. prejudiced and all those other words that make me angry now when I hear them. Yeah. And I, uh, I posted on Milo's page one time, I'm not gay, but if I was Milo would be my boyfriend uh-huh. <laughs> and he liked it. And I was That's like, awesome. and I had one of those like moments of like, oh my God, Milo liked my stuff. Milo liked my stuff. <laughs> I mean, now don't get me wrong. I wouldn't want my, I wouldn't want my son Jackson to sit and listen to him for long and not because of any of the things he is in his personal life and stuff. But he's, you know, he can be pretty, pretty vulgar at times. And, oh yeah. You know, that. That part I get why people wouldn't want to sit and listen. Some people wouldn't want to listen to, but the people that were so outraged about it are the people that enjoy that kind of stuff. So it just didn't make any sense. Yeah, I just like the fact that one the one of the first speeches I heard him do was like you know saying like you know I'm gay, I'm Jewish, I I I'm from England, I I date black men. Now uh, none of your names uh, will affect me in any way, shape, or form, and I will debate you on facts only. Mm-hmm. And the, I think and that it's that's what's great about him. It's he goes just the facts. I don't, you can't call me anything else because I'm I'm I've already said it. This is what I am. Yeah, he's he's the perfect person to battle against the left, and that's why they hate him with a passion because they know they can't they can't attack him the way that uh, yeah. the way that they can attack other people that that don't really think that way about everything. Well, there's the song you need to write. You need to write the ballad of Milo Yiannopoulos. <laughs> the ballad of Milo. That would be. Uh-huh. I might have to do that. Uh-huh. Actually, with like an old maybe Civil War theme, like Shiloh. That was some type of you know. <laughs> we just. I'm going to write him like a wrestling entrance music for him to have when he speaks at school. There you go. Uh huh. And get him to give yeah, you a yeah. shout out. Like to you know thank Benton for my intro music here. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like his book goes up, what they said, one hundred and twenty percent. That could be oh, your, yeah. you know, he gives you one shout out, boom. Mm-hmm. He's he's becoming the uh, the Oprah of the conservative world. Uh huh. Yeah, it's I, funny I, that all that happened, and now you know, the night after, actually, the night of, no, it was the night after he was on Tucker, Tucker Carlson, and then he was on, I think he was on, I don't know if it's O'Reilly or Sean Hannity, but it's like once the once the right realized, you know, he is not necessarily the, the, he's vul- vulgar sometimes, but he he actually knows how to conduct himself in the right situations. Now they have him on Fox News, which is pretty funny that he jumped from not doing that at all or thinking about it to being on there. 
Yeah. Now, I talked to uh, Gavin McGinnis the other day. You know, Gavin from Oh yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Red Eye and everything. Gavin quit Fox. He, yeah, and he he's he's been listed with Milo a lot recently. Yeah, they've been doing doing things, and he had said that uh, one of the reasons he was quitting was because that they weren't going to let people like Milo on Fox. And, and then I think it, it turns around and they go, oh, once he's a big, big name doing well, let's get him on the air. Yeah. Oh, they well, they definitely took advantage. They took advantage of that opportunity. They, they knew that there was a, a really big injustice going on at that college. And, and uh, obviously the left seemed to be OK with it based on what they were talking about on the news. So they saw it as an opportunity to pretty much further crush all the other news channels, because right now they're just destroying everybody. Yeah, I love the fake news. Just everything is <laughs> fake news now. Yep. So people yep. even write that under something you'll write. Uh, you know, some like that's fake news. I know th- I'm not news. You can't write fake news under something I write. Uh, oh, I know. Yeah, it's just, well, it's like I and I haven't seen it yet, but I posted that uh, plaque of Jeff Sessions that the NAACP gave to oh, him yeah, uh-huh. in 2009, and I'm sure at some point in time, and, and I've already seen it online, people trying to to dispel it, but. Even the president of the NAACP, the only thing he can say is, "Well, we're we're looking into it right now." He already knows. <laughs> yeah, you did it. It's it's yeah. been done. Here's a yeah, picture you, of it. If, yeah, if you didn't do it, you know who did, and they're all like, "Oops." Mm-hmm. So that's that's the the most recent thing that I was ranting on was was the it's just funny the hypocrisy of, and I, and I say liberals. I don't. It might not just be liberals or the left. It could be some moderates too but you know they're they're calling uh people like tim scott the senator all these vulgar names because he's endorsing jeff sessions and yeah you know supporting donald trump by not talking bad about him doesn't mean he agrees with every i know he doesn't agree with him on every single topic but you know they call him every name in the book because they don't go along with what's going on on the other side and attacking everybody. I think it's funny to watch how many people are slowly, slowly coming out of that cocoon and coming toward Trump, though. I I think more and more people, they're like, you mean I really can say I'm a conservative? You know, it's it's okay. You mean it's okay that I say kids are out of control and need to be spanked? You mean I won't be in trouble for saying that anymore? (laughs) Have you noticed stuff like that? I mean, I think I'm seeing it little, a little by little on Facebook. More and more people posting. I I, well, I think it's a good idea. Or these kids need to be shut down and that kind of thing. Oh, absolutely. And I, you know, I think I think a lot of it comes from during the campaign and even before the campaign. Like a lot of the. And, and and don't get me wrong, both sides do the same stuff, just completely, I mean, different kind of things. But uh, when the campaign really got going, you, you know that they were going, that the the uh, the Democrats were going to go really hard after how good they are for minorities and how bad the conservatives are and they're racist. And yeah. then Trump, they catch an audio clip of Trump, so it turns into a, a woman thing. And obviously conservatives are going to be pro or you know, anti-abortion. So they attack that. They attack all these things to put people in a in a corner where they can't get out. Because if you think this way, they're going to label you as that. But now that that part's done, and they can't, you know, especially when a lot of the media got exposed that a lot of it was, I mean, overly biased, and people already knew that. I think people now are realizing that the the people that are opposed to Trump are not 
necessarily as many as they're trying to portray on TV. Yeah, like that. Let's let's do a close up of the one hundred people to make it look like a bigger crowd. <laughs> exactly. That kind of thing. Yeah, yep. th- yeah. I uh, now what do you th- what do you think about uh, was it Ted Cruz uh, that came out and said the Democrats are the party of KKK? Did you oh, see yeah. that? What? And it's it's funny to me that people don't and I. I'm not a history buff, but I even remember, and I don't know if it's because my grandparents told me about it, because my my grandpa was a Democrat. I remember that, but he he was a blue dog Democrat. But he still explained that you know their their excuse now is that well, at some point in time everything switched and Democrats were Republicans, but now they're switched. So it's still the same people. And he said, don't ever believe that because a Democrat's been a Democrat, and they they're actually the ones who in, basically enslaved minorities to begin with and they're trying to keep them there i mean i remember him telling me that as plain as the world yeah now uh, I, I see it i i've always felt that way because i'm i'm a big believer in equality real real equality because I, mm-hmm. I was raised in the church and everything and people are people and souls and you know just just people are good and and i've always felt like everything should be judged equally so whenever i, I hear somebody say well you know there are certain groups of people that just can't make it without the government well, that's not true. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, why are you saying I'm, that? I mean, they want you, the government wants you to think that because that that's the only way they're really, you know, it's the only way they're kind of holding on to to everybody just not going out and really making making a name for themselves to just keep people, some yeah. people impoverished. And, you know, you've seen how that works out in other countries on the, on a larger scale. It's not great. Yeah, and, and and every time you say something about maybe uh, you know I, I'm a believer in workfare. Like if you if you get money from the government, you should have to do something. I mean, whether it's going out and washing graffiti off the sides of overpasses, or you know going picking up trash along the highway, that that, that would be a job. You'd be get, it's not free money. You're still doing something. And then, mm-hmm. and then every time I mention that or something on Facebook, they're like, oh, well, I can't work. You know, I, I, I've had four operations and I barely can get – I'm not talking to you. Right. You know what I mean? It's like can't you people – some of you people just be smart enough to just shut up? Well, and most of those people that are arguing with you, they already know what you're saying is true. They just – they know that if you uh, – you know, some of them they know if it, if you push the agenda hard enough, which I think Trump's about to jump on that bandwagon too. They're going to find out the people that are just collecting a check or food stamps on top of the money they already have, and uh, I think he's. I think some people are going to be surprised in the next twenty four months. What I, happens? I just think it's almost hysterical the way Trump just came in. <laughs> he opened the door. He goes, "Here's how we're going to do it." Yep. And it, it that's that's exactly why he's getting the backlash that he is, is because nobody can play their political games during this during these four years, aside from them doing things that are illegal, like these judges blocking things that the president has a hundred percent authority to do. Yeah, that's that's where they're at now. They're they're at that, and the only thing left is anarchy, which they're already starting with all this antifa BS and. Everything else, where it's going to, you know, at that point they're trying to scare people into into thinking a certain way, and that's never going to work here. So they're they're grasping at straws, and I have a feeling he knows that too. And once those straws are gone, they're they're really in trouble. I have a friend who has always been sort of a a hippie type. 
just a, you know, like a real kind of laid back, uh, you know, whatever, dude, let, let, let life is just be happy. You know, it's, right. it's too short, that kind of guy. He posted something the other day about, I think we should be allowed, be allowed to punch Nazis in the face. <laughs> you know, how many Nazis? How many Nazis have you? Uh, have you? Has he seen in the last couple of months? Yeah, you know what I mean. It's but it's that kind of. I think it's the rhetoric and things that have been people are being told that you mm-hmm. know Trump is a fascist. He's a Nazi, and the the pictures of Trump in a, in a Hitler uniform that. It's almost like the 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 sweet little pacifists are going are becoming the ones that are going. We just need to kill all the GOP. Right. Well, they're they're the real fascists. To be honest, if you look up the definition, they're even changing the definition of some of these words, and that's that's another scary thing. Is Google and Facebook? I mean, Zuckerberg's going to start. He's going to try to run for president. I've already read what you think he's so? talking about. Oh, he's already talked about it, and you know he's got the money to do it. Obviously, yeah. Um, but they they've been monitoring posts, and uh, they'll they'll be way harder on on conservatives than than and it's probably not necessarily him, but people he's hired. Um, but it's just uh, it's crazy how that whole climate, and unfortunately, we have to live in it because social media is such a driving thing for for businesses and entertainment. Yeah, I tell you one yeah. of things that I've noticed on Facebook because I've been on it uh, since it started, since it absolutely went went public. And, mm-hmm. and I've never had as many uh, notifications that I could boost my post. You oh, could yeah. boost your post. Like it used to not say that, but some of my videos, like you know, my my liberal Larry videos, right? They don't get distributed. I don't think as much as because they get that. You could boost this post. So I I think there's certain posts that they try to uh, choke down for the free d- distribution. Oh, absolutely. And, and I, I try to find ways around that all the time because I refuse to pay like a sponsored post or whatever. I just never, I've never done that. I tried it one time just to see what it did. And it was such a big load of malarkey that I, I just, I, that's like $20 down the toilet. Yeah. 20 bucks. We, you can reach three, one to 3,000 people with this $20. <laughs> you know, if I spend yeah. another, an hour, I could probably put, share this to another 3,000 people. Yep. Exactly. Do you ever do that? Do you ever just sit down and share your own posts to just hundreds of different sites? Um, I haven't. I used to do that quite a bit. I haven't done it recently just because of, of life in general. And usually I have during the day when I'm posting something, I, I have a kid on each arm like uh-huh. jerking me each direction. So I, I don't do as much, but I used to be really big into trying to get my content that I'm putting out in, in as many places as possible. Cause that's to me, that's how you get more people. Cause there's some people that don't go to Twitter and there's some people that don't go to Facebook. So if you can, if you can get all of it in places where people will see it, then yeah. you start building up a group. Yeah. I, I just, I miss the days of Facebook, just posting it to everybody. Just, yeah. you know, as, as soon as you hit send, it was out to Facebook. Well, they realized that they were losing a lot of money because bi- businesses were doing really well uh, at that point, and they they had to find they. I, I remember when it happened, and uh, I remember a book that I read that was talking about the mu- it was the his the future of the music business, and uh, it basically told the whole model of everything from social media to music how it was going to change with the digital era, and uh, I saw it coming. Even I remember the chapter where it talked about. Everything was going to be um, 
basically like pay to pay to play kind of thing. You yeah. know, if you wanted to, uh, if you wanted to have a post seen by everybody, you were going to pay for it. And sure enough, that's what it turned into. Well, I, you know, I would be okay with that if it really did get to everybody. You know what sure. I mean? If if they said, "Give me twenty dollars, and your post will be just free range Facebook," mm-hmm. I would be okay. But when they're like, "Do you know? Do you want eighteen to twenty five, and you know, <laughs> thirty to sixty four, and do you want it to America?" And you know, just put it out. Exactly. Yep. It, it it's. It's crazy. It, it's crazy how they've done that. And now it's just like, I'm glad that I have the group of people I have as fans. And I'm, I'm just trying to, to get them as much content as I can and, and pick up new people along the way when we're on the road and, you know, not worry as much about trying to dive into the next money pit that social media throws out to try to get you more followers. Yeah. Well, let's find out now a little bit more uh, socially about you. What sure. what what TV shows are you watching these days? What what uh, are you Netflixing? Uh, flicking? 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 I think flicking. Flicking. Right. Netflixing. <laughs> <laughs> are you Netflixing or are you uh, Huluing or are you uh, just over the air? Oh, I would say right now um, we we have Hulu. We have both Netflix and Hulu, but we. We mainly watch stuff that's on Hulu, or we DVR all of our shows. So oh yeah, we have. I mean, it's like it's full of everything you could think of. And of course, with my kids, I have to have like every episode of Caillou on standby <laughs> in the instance that the power goes out. Is Caillou power? But. Is Caillou a ghost? Have you heard that theory? I know that it's a chick chick that's talking for him. I, I, I never heard about the ghost part. But I, I heard there's some kind of weird thing about Caillou that's that if you, you know, Google it, there's this weird backstory about about Caillou. Huh. I'll have to check it out. That's pretty creepy. Yeah. There's a there, but you know, there's all that stuff about those shows. Like, uh, um, I was sort of a fan with my kid of uh, Teletubbies. Oh, yeah. I remember that. And Teletubbies had this whole thing about, you know, the drug use and all the college kids were watching it. And, and mm-hmm. uh, there was the hallu- like a hallucination. Well, it, I, I don't I don't doubt that at all, considering <laughs> watching the show, you know, the people had to be on drugs when they made it. <laughs> Tinky Winky. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Tinky Winky proves to you right there that somebody was high when they made that show. <laughs> Tinky Winky would be a perfect name. Tinky Winky, and the <laughs> and the way that I always go again, 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 oh, yeah. and then they oh, would just repeat the whole exact first another five minutes again. Oh, I'm glad that my son grew up after that because it's the first time he came into the kitchen saying again, 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 I'd just lose my mind. <laughs> but now we we watch we watch. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. We're big into Scandal that that show. Um, anything. Uh, what's the other one with Kiefer Sutherland that's out now? The uh, oh, designated he, survivor. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. Do you like that? Yeah, it's good. I mean, it, it's uh, I haven't seen it much lately. I get behind because I'm on the road so much. My my wife watch keeps she still watches them and keeps me updated. But um, there's a big list of stuff that we watch, and some of it is stuff that I like, and some of it's stuff that um, I'm married, so I have to watch. Yeah, I actually do a thing about that in, in my act about the shows that you have to watch because of her. Oh yeah, you I, like I'm I'm forced to watch Grey's Anatomy, 
and mm-hmm. uh, Mom, the, the sitcom Mom, right. and uh, Pretty Little Liars. Oh, I've, I've had to watch that and Vampire Diaries and everything else that I'm never supposed to tell people I actually watch. I am sad to, to report, though, that I am actually a Grey's Anatomy fan. Yeah, it, it wasn't that bad once I started watching it. I mean, it's not it's not super. I think it's got enough stuff in it that dudes can watch and and be okay with to get through the really really sappy stuff that we don't really want to watch other people do. Yeah. Now, have you watched it from the beginning? Did you were you a Grey's person or did, is this um, something you're you had to start watching because of her? It was, yeah. I mean, I had seen it before, I think, a couple of times when I, I got home from a show really late and they were showing like a, a rerun and I was really bored or not sober. Uh-huh. And, then, <laughs> and uh, it quickly turned into something I realized that she watched and had the whole, she had like the whole first couple seasons. So the first big snow we had, I was kind of uh, not forced, but forced into watching all of it. Yeah. I I had watched it from the beginning uh, when it first started, and I, then I remember thinking, uh, it's not that good, and, and I was you know on the road doing stand-up, so I, I would miss an episode that, now and then, and then I didn't care about it, and then I kind of got out of it, and then uh, Janet got me back into watching it again, and I realized, oh, I really did like this show, so on Netflix, I went back and I started over and watched all the way up until the exact same point, and I went, Oh yeah, I sort of remember why I stopped watching it. It was right. it, it was like a period. It was like a, a season or so that you went. This is just goofy. Mm-hmm. And I think oh, yeah. I think a lot of shows do that though. They just at some point go. You jumped the shark. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, well, I think now it's like I don't remember it being like this when I was growing up, but now it's one of those things where it's like the worst possible cliffhanger ever and then you have to wait five months before you can watch it again or whatever they do yeah it's like that is something else that drives me crazy that gap between the the cliffhanger and when or if is it ever coming back yeah and when it doesn't come back that's the worst in the world especially if you were really into it just happened to be that nobody else was yeah i was that with but the new dallas the new dallas had me hooked and then uh JR, you know, the guy died and right. they uh they ran the series and it had a really nice cliffhanger and then it got canceled. And then <laughs> all the actors were talking about uh uh there's a possibility it's coming back or we're in talks with another network to pick it up. And then you're like nothing. Nothing ever, mm-hmm. no word, no nothing. And I'm left like what happened? <laughs> what happened with the cliffhanger? <laughs> Oh, I know. And it's almost as bad whenever they have those and they try to resolve it real quick so they can end the season mm-hmm. with like an actual ending. And it's usually like the worst. You're like, that's the way you decided to never be seen again. That was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> what Now, what series would you recommend to people? What is If you could say, everybody, this is the one you should be watching. What is it? Are we are you, like any particular like any any show? Any in any show, whether it's on HBO, cable, Netflix, Hulu, whatever. Well, I think that it should be in the Constitution that every every American watch Sons of Anarchy the entire season. Yes, sir. Um, and, and uh, let's see what are what are some of the other ones that we were really big into. I was actually a fan of. I mean, obviously, as a kid, I was big on superheroes, so. That show Smallville that was on, yeah. like 
CW. Uh-huh. I watched that whole thing. Like when we were on the road, the band, we loved watching it. So we would watch just hours and hours of it at the hotel on a DVD player. And so that, I mean, if you're into that kind of stuff, you have to go back and buy it all, obviously. But, um, and there's so many, there's so many, we're, we're into grim that, that show. If you're into like supernatural, like dudes yeah. turning into werewolves and jumping over buildings and all that kind of stuff. I have not seen it. So you recommend that one? Yeah, it's a, it's a good one. It's a good mixture, and it's not it's not too out there. And they actually use like all these weird German names for all the monsters instead of just saying, "Hey, it's a werewolf." It's uh-huh. like a whatever. I can't remember the name now, but uh, they they have all these different names that are like the real name of whatever these mythical yeah demons are. So yeah, it depends on what you what you're into. You know, if you're into like like. People making out in the hospital room on the break, then I guess you got to stick with Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> That's what I always wonder. Do does that really happen in any way, shape, or form? When people are actually doing an emergency surgery, are they talking about getting laid the night before? Do those um, do those con- wouldn't you love to say to a doctor or just tell me is that true in any way, shape, or form? I bet that it is, and I only say that because I I had a knee surgery when I was in high school. My my first play of football ever, I I broke a a chunk off of my femur, and they had to take it out. Oh. And I was, they put me under, and I'm a big guy. I was even bigger then. Uh, but what they didn't figure in, I guess there's no way to know this, but I have a pretty high tolerance to everything from alcohol to food, which that's not good. But <laughs> they they gave me they gave me the anesthetic and. Uh, put me out and in the middle of this surgery i remember coming to and opening my eyes and i heard them talking about something about dinner i, I remember that plain as the world they were talking about where they're going to eat and i sit up in the bed and i'm not even halfway done with this surgery and the doctor looked like he was going to wet himself <laughs> seeing this I big wasn't. hunk of raw meat here reminds me where should we go for burgers <laughs> later exactly so I, I sit up like that and his eyeballs get big and then they obviously put the stuff back in the tube and knock me back out. But I do remember them talking about dinner, so I'm sure they do talk about <laughs> random stuff while they're doing that. <laughs> Have you had any other surgeries? Um not not really. Uh, I, I've had that I've had knee surgery twice and then other than just the little things like everybody has, your tonsils and adenoids and all that fun stuff. I've been pretty pretty lucky lucky i have some like back and hip problems but nothing that requires like going in for to get cut open yeah all right speaking of of doctors i had to go to the doctor today for a a physical and Mm -hmm. uh just a general physical and they have you fill out all the paperwork you know you sit there they give you the clipboard and it just reminded me i i want to know can you fill out that paperwork with the questions that they where is your pharmacy located do you know where your pharmacy is? Do you do you know every medication that you're on at this moment, including vitamins? <laughs> no, I don't. And it, it was even it was even worse when I was working out. Like I used to be a personal trainer, so I was working out two, three times a day and taking all these supplements. Uh-huh. I remember I had to go in and fill out one of those things, and it said even list list uh, supplements that you might be taking. And I said, "You're out of your mind. This will take me two weeks." Yeah, I mean, today I was like, I don't know any of these questions. You know, <laughs> have you, who is your primary care physician? Well, I'm guessing you. If I'm here, <laughs> I what, call you, him doctor. I don't know. <laughs> 
I was amazed at the questions. So I was like, do anybody know, does anybody know these answers? Are you supposed to prepare for this test before you come in? <laughs> can you not send this to me online so I can do it the night before? Exactly. Something? Yeah. So what what else is going on in in uh, in in your life? What what else do you uh, have on your mind that you would like to to uh, get out? Oh man! Um, well, to jump back into the political realm for one second and then sure. hop right back out of it because I'm always seems like I'm always in it. Lately. That's okay. If I'm, all, if I'm not on the road playing, you can usually tell because my my posts get longer and more deep. Because I'm sitting at home watching the news and getting pissed off about something. Uh-huh. But uh, no, it's just funny that, and I get completely like if you if you really dive into it and look at what's going on in another country right now, uh, like in Syria and the bombing and the people that are innocent people that are dying and kids in the street. I mean, it's horrible, and nobody would ever deny that. I wouldn't think it'd be kind of dumb for them to do that. It, it is bad, but. Um, you know, I've I've looked into world events my my whole life, at least when I started getting into history and government and stuff like that. And and I remember specifically when I was in high school, uh, a pastor talking about Sudan in Africa and uh, Christian tribes that were just being slaughtered and annihilated, like genocide was yeah. happening there, and it's been happening every day since then. So when I look at a situation like what's going on while I still have sympathy for him, the reason that I don't mind something like what Donald Trump's trying to do to keep us safe is because none of these people were remotely concerned about these thousands and thousands and thousands of people that are dying every day in another country. That are Christians. Right. And and, and I don't know if it's a, a religious thing or if it's a political thing. It's probably somewhere in between, but it's, you know, that's why it bugs me because it's more about pushing an agenda of politics than taking care of people. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you saw this the other day where they were saying that uh, a recent survey showed that millennials believed that the Christians were just as violent as ISIS. Did you see <laughs> right. that? Yeah. And they always that's another thing that's bugged me recently is the, the things that um, right now and, and I'm sure the right does it, too. But right now, the left and li- the liberals are using are things that are so outdated. It's like. If you bring up the KKK again, you're just an idiot because how many – the KKK guys are probably so old they can't even put their capes on. <laughs> so it's like uh, there's – I'm never – and I live in the south in South Carolina. And my mom still lives in North Carolina. You, you see little pamphlets like very, very infrequently, but it's not like you have – you can't say, yeah, Friday night, they're having a Klan rally out in the mountains again. You know, that just doesn't happen. It's not there anymore. Yeah. They're still talking about it. Right. The same there's a, thing. There's always going to be that that lone idiot and his buddy. Oh, yeah. It's like if you go online right now, you can guarantee there's a liberal that's posted something about the Crusades and how horrible they were, and Christians are just as bad as, as ISIS. And But that's the only thing they can use. They got, they got the Crusades and Westboro Baptist Church. That's about all they got. Right, right. Yeah, and I, that just that drives me. Cra- it really drives me crazy because you can't argue with them if they're if they're already in that mindset. You you can't, and I I don't know where America went wrong that way. I mean, how did we start saying you know Christians are just horrible people? You know, w- weren't we the ones that were the original uh, you know church? You go to the church for charity if you needed help. You went to the church, and yeah, and and I still think it would be that way today. Um, 
if people, you know, if people would actually look look to it that way. It's it's just that I think we, we got just enough of other parts of the country and or other parts of the world and cultures and m- mindsets and you know all that kind of stuff that they they all got into this area where it was predominantly Christian and they were like, you know, this is way too much of this. We have to do something to get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's anything they could attack, they were going to do it. But but here's what so what drives me crazy and probably you too and other people is how the the left uh, can just mold facts any any way that they they want to. I mean like okay, Christians are bad, church is bad, there is no god, black people need our help, but most black people I know are very religious. They the church was the center of their community. So well, that's a whole yeah, that's a whole other like podcast in itself. I mean, like like I've talked to you before about my my entire family on my dad's side. I'm I'm half black. Right. So uh that you're right as far as you know if you think even like now like if on sunday if you compared a white church to a black church the black church has seemed way more spiritual than the white church like they are they're in it right and they'll be there they'll be there all day long yeah so but their their party that they support is the is is yeah. the complete opposite. Yeah. Right. So, so so that 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 is a confusing angle. So at the same mm-hmm. time they're saying uh well but but we're we're so we support ISIS because uh, we su- you know we support this side because uh, we believe in freedom and all this stuff, but but you're gay and you're marching out there and you're gay and they would come and they would kill you if they had the chance. So oh, yeah. it's well, it's always this, like can, can you not people follow a linear a linear piece of thinking in any way shape or form? Well, it's the bad part is that they know it. Like they they know that they they know that some of the things they are supporting is the exact thing that wish they were terminated off of this earth, and it's. It shows you how much people put their political agendas above their beliefs and their their even their livelihood. I guess it's it's kind of crazy to see how people would be willing to do that and not even think about the. I don't know if it's because they're brainwashed enough to where whatever people tell them that's just the truth or yeah. Or, I don't know what it is. Oh, it's crazy. I, I was listening to a, a talk radio here not long ago, and there was a guy on on talking about gun control and banning guns and how we needed to follow Australia's uh, uh, role model of, you know, banning guns. And it, this guns were horrible. And this guy calls up and said, he goes, if you came, if you came home and you found a guy sexually assaulting your wife and daughter and you could have access to a gun – to stop it, are you saying you would not want that gun? And there was like a really long pause, and the guy goes, I guess I would have to say I would use another object and hope oh, to save Jesus. I know. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, are you, you won't even acknowledge the guy has a good point. Yeah, you're just lying. You're, you're at that point, you're obviously lying to yourself because you're definitely lying to everybody that you just said that to. They and they know it with your with your awkward with pause. your pause. <laughs> you're like, how do I how do I get how away do from I get this? around this? Because I know the answer. The answer should have been yes. I would need a gun and blow yeah. the guy's brains out. Oh, the the answer would be yes before he could finish. As soon as I knew what he was saying, I'd just say yes. Whatever, whatever the the. Method of death you're talking about. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Whatever 100%. method of death. 
Yeah, whatever I have in my hand, if it's a, it can be, yeah, I'd, I'd be my my baby girl's spoon that I've fed her with five minutes before. I'll beat you to death is. with a Barbie doll. <laughs> <laughs> if I had it in my hand, it definitely would, would probably happen. If you've ever had hard plastic Barbie booty boobies upside the head. <laughs> Uh, what better way for somebody to go out than just beat them to death with a Barbie doll? <laughs> yeah, those cops show up. There's just Barbie legs sticking out of the side of their skull. Yeah, how do we explain this one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, the, before before I let you go, uh, uh, I got to tell you, I I bought myself a new gun the other day. I don't know if you. Nice. I don't know if you saw my post. I uh, I was on an airplane, and I ordered online. From my airplane, I bought a. Kab- I did see that. <laughs> That's awesome. So I, I went and picked it up. Got so I got my new gun. I gotta love Wi-Fi in the airplane. I think I'll order mm-hmm. a pistol from Cabela's thirty thousand exactly. feet in the air. Exactly. We need we need Trump to push it hard enough where you can order them in SkyMall. <laughs> so I got I got my. Uh, it's a Taurus nine millimeter. Oh yeah. But I was really what I was looking for was the gun that you had that you told me about. The, mm-hmm. And I really want, and I couldn't remember, it was the one you said was a uh, like a snake charmer or something like that? The uh, Well, there's the, the snake slayer. Um, it's bond, it's bond, bond Arms is the name of the company. They're out of Texas. And they, they're the tiny, it almost looks like a, a gun you'd see in the Wild West. It's an over and under too, right? Um, yes. Yeah. It has, like, it shoots two different. Yeah, it yeah. has two, and you literally just flip a switch, and the 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 front flips back, and you load it with two shells and close it. So it's yeah. one of those little two shot things. That's what I was looking for, and I couldn't remember the name of it, but I was just like scrolling through, you know, hoping to find because that's what I really wanted. Because you got me all excited about it <laughs> when yeah, I talked awesome, to you. I was like, oh, it was great. Yeah, it's great. I'll send you a, I'll send you a link to it too. But I still, I think my. The the one that you you would get if you want to keep in the Taurus family would be the Judge because it shoots the exact same uh, exact same shells as that little Snake's Lair, but it has five shots. Oh, okay. So send me a link to that too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool. All right. Well, we I think we've almost solved a bunch of the world's problems again tonight. <laughs> well, I always enjoy talking to you. It's a way to uh, to vent without uh, staring at a keyboard for for an hour to make sure I don't misspell any words so some of the grammar nazis don't jump on me i know that's one of the things too i uh, the, to me the podcast i can use my words and i can miss speak spoke speak whatever and come along like that and correct it but if i type something wrong they'll go your uh your argument is not valid because you said your instead of your you know yeah. oh I, I had one time recently where i posted something and i realized that i misspelled a word as soon as i hit send so I went straight back, edited it, and fixed it. And within five minutes, somebody said, well, some of us don't have to edit our post whenever we stop oh, stuff or something. Yeah. So they still get you either way. So it's like, I'll just, from now on, it's like just copy the whole thing, delete it, and start over. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, tell everybody how to find you. That's how we'll, It will end with all, all of your uh, uh, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. Yeah, I'll tell you. I think I, I might have said it this way last time. If you if you go to Google and type in my name Benton Blunt B L O U N T, it'll pull up almost all my social media things on the front page because Google hasn't realized how conservative I am yet. <laughs> uh, 
But then, you know, if you go to Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Benton Blunt, Twitter, same thing. It's it's all it's all my name connected to whatever social media, even YouTube, that you go to. Or you can go to BentonBlunt.com, and uh, it's got links to go to everywhere from there. Well, sweet. I'm glad to have you back on the show, and we will do it again because I, I actually love having you on the show. It's nice to have Always. somebody with a nice conservative bent to them just a little bit. Oh yeah, and I got just enough. I got just enough, but not too much. So I, I and I enjoy talking to you too because I think we're about on the same page, especially from watching some of your liberal area vi- videos. <laughs> that thing is blowing up. I, I'm so. Yeah. It's funny that I just made that one day, and you know, all of a sudden one's got a hundred and four thousand views, and another's got a hundred and something thousand, and it's like, wow, people are relating to this. Yeah, absolutely. So cool. All right. Well, thanks for doing the show. We'll have you on again. Everybody, it's Benton Blunt. Well, I hope you enjoyed the show today. It's always fun to uh, have Benton on the show, and uh, I hope you guys will go check out his music and find him on all the social media. Uh, It's Benton Blunt, and it's spelled B-L-O-U-N-T. So make sure you go check out his music and support him, all right? So we need to support guys. We, you know, we're, in this day and age, if, you're, if you come out as a conservative, you, you're kind of hurting your career a little bit, at least for a while. And we need other people to gather around us and support us. So, you know, uh, if I'm at a comedy club, I hope you guys will come and support me. If Benton's playing somewhere, I hope you will go and support him. It's just the way it should be. We should all stick together and, and help raise, uh, let's, you know, let's make America great again. All right. <laughs> even even if you don't want to, even if you don't like Trump. All right. Even if you you don't. Let's let's try to make it better. Let's just try to find a middle ground and make it better for everybody. We don't have to fight. Can we all just get along? Let's do it. All right. Till next time. God bless America. Go listen to Smoke Ridge Boys. I bid you adieu.